0: Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. This morning, we're going to be unpacking another key component of Christian community development, which is being church-based. Now, the church, or followers of Jesus, as we're gathered together, we have the opportunity to be an agent of restoration and change in the world around us because of God's grace. Our scripture passage today from Ephesians shares that Christ has knocked down every single dividing wall between us and all the barriers that keep us separate from one another. I think right now, um, we're all very, very aware of how our world is filled with deep, deep division. But because of Christ, there's hope. Because of Christ, those barriers can be knocked down and we can begin to move together in reconciled relationships as we create a beloved community. Now we are part of God's family, God's church. Sometimes a church building is called God's house. In reality, God's house is not a building, but it's a group of people who are seeking to pattern our lives after Jesus, or as it's stated in the New Testament, the way of Jesus, to worship together, to walk together, and not only see personal transformation in our own lives, but also in the lives of others and in our neighborhoods. The Apostle Paul speaks of the church in this passage in Ephesians as not a material, brick-and-mortar, physical structure, but rather the spiritual fellowship of those who follow Jesus. So the church is essentially an organism. as Jesus describes it in the New Testament, as his body consisting of people who are being redeemed and restored through love and grace given by God. And in the process, we become potential positive change agents in the places where we live and work in our american culture i think what we typically think of first when we hear the word church is not a fellowship of believers but rather a place where followers of jesus gather on sunday mornings now um, the church as a physical gathering um is a place where we can seek to love god and to spur one another on in our faith and to love our neighbors as ourselves with the kind of love that Jesus demonstrated while he was on earth. Now we believe that the church is a both, of both and of these definitions that we just shared. A group of people forming our lives around the way of Jesus, working towards the restoration and reconciliation of all things, but we happen to meet in a building, but we don't need that building to be the church or the body of Christ. In Ephesians, Christ describes himself as being the chief cornerstone. In relation to architecture, a cornerstone is the first stone laid in a structure with all of the other stones laid in reference to that cornerstone. A cornerstone marks the geographic location that orients a building in a specific direction. The same is true for the church and for us as believers, Christ, is our foundation his life his death and his resurrection is the guiding foundation of our entire lives after deciding to follow the way of jesus we totally reorient our lives around that chief cornerstone jesus christ we begin to pattern our lives after the way of jesus now as believers we have access to the holy spirit and because of that we're the dwelling place of god through his Spirit. And by that spirit, we are empowered by God's grace and power to demonstrate and proclaim the gospel or the good news with the with our entire lives. Now we believe that a community of faith in any neighborhood is the natural, sustainable, and an entity to benefit everyone in that local community with the redemptive uh, purposes of God restorative purposes of God and that moves beyond a neighborhood into cities and even the world around us now the church we believe it acts as a spiritual rudder for our communities unlike any organization the church is uniquely able to walk with people throughout their entire lives you might want to say from womb to tomb now this is a significant benefit of a faith community the body of christ we have the ability to offer a nurturing, safe, patient, transformative relationships throughout our entire lives from womb to tomb. Now, a CCDA practitioner, Glenn K. Wren, he he um, has been in years of ministry for a long time, and he has said that only relationships within the local church can do these unique things. They can absorb pain, Proclaim hope, bring unlikely people together, point to Christ, care lavishly for the poor, reflect God's character, and protect the vulnerable and marginalized. He also shares that solid ministry grows from solid relationships, and the church provides the opportunity to develop those solid relationships. Now, Mary Nelson, she is the retired founder and CEO of Bethel New Life in Chicago, often says that the church is the gas and the guts and the glue that holds a community together. The gas provides the passion, the energy, and the guts of the church provides the core purpose, and the glue keeps everyone on track, moving together in the same direction by God's spirit. Now the community of God's people, or the church, we are uniquely capable of affirming the dignity of the marginalized, which also includes meeting needs, whether it's spiritual or emotional, financial, or community systemic level needs. One can easily make the case that the reason so many parachurch organizations came into existence is simply because the local church was not doing its job. We are so, so grateful that parachurch organizations have stood in the gap that has been left by the church. And we also regret that that was necessary to do so. I think many of us may either have this perspective or at least are aware of this perspective that the church has too often either been an absent or an unfriendly neighbor in communities. We have too often seen churches and pastors seeking to build their own prosperous, flourishing kingdom, and as a result, the church has become irrelevant in respects to addressing the needs of the people and the needs of the community around them. Such a time as this, to restore the church's credibility, can I get an amen. It is time to restore the church's credibility. We as a faith community, we are challenged and we are committed to reclaim our responsibility as the church to minister to our communities. A church's responsibility is not just limited to spiritual development, nourishment, and activities, but from the command of Jesus. It is also the responsibilities to love and serve their neighbors and their neighborhoods. It is also the church's responsibility to contribute to the well-being and to the peace and the flourishing of the city. Now, this understanding of the role of the church being present in our communities is throughout is found throughout the New Testament, including in the Acts and in the Pauline epistles, which are the 13 letters and books that are written by the Apostle Paul. For example, you can check out Acts 4. So in CCDA, or Christian Community Development, They have done an awesome job in breaking down how we tend to understand the role of a church in three distinct ways. A church being located in a community, doing service for a community, or being present with a community. Now, a church in the community, it often acts as a fortress. They have a really nice, fancy building, right? This church building is located in a community. However, they most likely have very little to do With the people most proximate or the community life happening around it or know the neighbors surrounding the church building. So a church in the community most often looks like attendees just driving in and out on Sundays. Now a church for the community. The church for the community provides programs that will help people who live within these systems and structures that are working against them. So the church for the community is often for those who are marginalized, but it often decides what programs would be most helpful or useful to the community. And they tend to own and operate these programs as a way to be present to the local residents and make resources available to them, but they're not at the table helping make these decisions. Now a church with the community acts more as a partner. The church with the community is usually an integral part of the community with existing relationships and designing programs that utilize the gifts, skills, resources, and felt needs of the community. And they do this by inviting people to the table to decide what is best for the community. A church with the community desires to share ownership of these programs and services with the community. Now, as a faith community, we are constantly learning and praying about how to practice being a church that partners with the community. Proximity matters, and proximity gives us an increased interest in the community's well-being. And I think a church with the community is what our society is looking for right now. Not only at large, but people. We are looking for a church to be with us, to demonstrate Emmanuel, God with us. Now, I don't think we're going to see societal change or change in our communities until we partner with the community. We're not going to see a revival until we partner with the community. Now, Jim Wallace, he is a theologian of our current time, and he shares that historians say that spiritual activity isn't called a revival until it changes something, not just in people's inner or personal lives, but in Society, A a revival happens when there is change, inward and outward, systemically and personally. Right now, we are currently having challenges and problems so big that it needs spiritual power. It needs revival. Many things around us right now just feel like huge, unmovable mountains. Whether it's right here in our community where the pandemic COVID numbers are just spiking out of control or globally, and even in our nation, the pandemic has just killed far too many. There continues to be economic exploitation. Families aren't getting a living wage. Mass incarceration continues to target poor communities and black and brown communities. And there's hatred and violence and political unrest. And our family has had um, an act of hate done towards us this week. So that has really hit home to us. Now these things feel like huge, unmovable mountains. They might, and we might recognize that they need spiritual power to be changed. Not only personally, but a spiritual power that leads to social systemic change. Now these things, they need a church that is partnering with a community we need to be physically with the people and among the people, just as God is with us. And we are committed to being a church that partners with the community and that is with God's people. And that by the work of the Holy Spirit, we can not only have personal transformation in our faith community, but our personal transformation from Christ and by the work of His Holy Spirit can lead us to work towards his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, right? Now, you might be thinking, well, not every church can be physically located in the neighborhood. Or not every physically church is called to be located in a marginalized neighborhood. That's true. But the church at large has a biblical mandate to love and to serve and care for those who are most vulnerable among us, and around us in our community. And the most effective strategy for churches who are not located in a particular neighborhood would be to partner with a local church that is actively working with the marginalized in their context. We are absolutely all about partnership. We recognize our need for one another and the importance of doing work together. Too often, churches do ministry in a silo. They think their way is the right way and that they're changing the world all by themselves. This is just not true. We need one another to flourish. We need one another to live out the great commission. And we have been so excited at how God is at work in our relationship and our partnership with St. Mark's Lutheran Church. And stay tuned because we're gonna have more exciting announcements about this in the beginning of the new year. Now, as a faith community, we always want to be prayerfully asking ourselves, are we living out our Christian faith or the gospel, you might say, in our community in such a way that if we just packed up and closed up the doors and left tomorrow, we'd be missed. And just to clarify, we're not packing up and leaving. We're not closing our doors. We are here for the long haul. We are committed to Wellington Heights and we are absolutely not going anywhere. This neighborhood is where our mission and our vision is rooted, and our ministry is centered. But we're not exclusive to just Wellington Heights. Our membership or church body is not just limited if to if you reside here in the neighborhood. In fact, we have a wide variety of people and life experiences represented in our faith community, and all are welcomed here. Our prayers at Wellington Heights Community Church can be a place where unlikely friendships occur. And where not only we worship together on Sunday mornings, but we also can share our lives, both with joys and burdens, and be a welcoming place for those who are typically marginalized or welcomed, and that we can practice the gifts of hospitality and prayer in working towards um, the good news being demonstrated in our community and neighborhood. Now we recognize that the church, Um, The body of Christ is beyond a building. And I think we all have come to this realization, especially this year in 2020. The church being a church beyond a building is something for all of us to begin to practice, reflect upon, and navigate for such a time as this in 2020. I think some of us may still be uncomfortable that we're not physically gathering. How can we be a church when we're not physically gathering? But we find ourselves in a unique moment in history with a raging uh, pandemic around us. And we see um, political division and we see racial injustice continuing. And it can be hard for us to remember that God is with us in the midst of the struggles and the hard times that we are currently experiencing. But we have to remember that God's kingdom is unshakable and it is time for us to be the church. So we have to balance the needs for keeping our community safe and to stop the spread of COVID-19. And we also take this command very seriously to provide the spiritual support in a variety of ways um, that is unique to 2020. And this just requires a judgment call through uncharted waters. All this to say, we wanted to continue to communicate with you that we are committed to wait to physically gathering indoors until it's safer to do so. We believe that part of loving our neighbor right now is to remain physically distant and socially distant and to take precautions and not physically gather. We don't want to rush into gathering at the expense of someone else's health. Jesus has said, just as you did to the least of these, you did to me. So for now, in the midst of the pandemic, we're going to wait to physically gather to help stop the spread and keep others safe. But we, believe that now is the time to be the church. Though we might not be physically gathering, we must be go beyond the walls of the church as God's body of Christ. Not only um, not having Sunday services, it doesn't stop us from being the church. We don't need to gather on Sundays to be the church. In fact, Wellington Heights Community Church, we're actively being the church right now as a faith community. And it's been really encouraging to receive feedback from not only community members, but leaders and organizations. How refreshing it is to see love in action during a time like this. We believe that the church must always move beyond the walls to live out the gospel in our community, not just during the pandemic or in the aftermath of the derecho. We don't need to visit a physical building to be the church, to act as the church. We know what our identity is, and now we get to explore creative ways to live this out and connect with others. What a blessing it's been to launch our church in this creative way. And I couldn't imagine doing this any other way. It's not what we planned, but it's been such an opportunity to be the church, to be an extension of God's love to our community. Now, one of our values at Wellington Heights Community Church is reconciliation so many of our spaces in our community and places in our community are divided by income class gender ethnicity now we believe that the church is serves as a major force for reconciliation not only with our individual lives but as a body of believers we are a major force in reconciliation we believe that the church welcomes everyone and we desire to be a worshiping church that breaks down the barriers that divide people in our community and help us all to move towards the understanding that we all have in Mago Day with worth and dignity and value to be used in the body of Christ and for the greater community. We are absolutely honored to join each of you in God's journey of reconciliation and restoration work in our community. We absolutely believe that the church is a unique entity that can be the spiritual rudder in our communities, and the gas, the guts, and the glue to be with our community, and by God's grace and power to hold us together, even in times of difficulty and uncertainty. And just like Glenn said, that the church has the unique ability to absorb pain, proclaim hope, point to Christ, bring unlikely groups of people together, care lavishly for the others, protect the vulnerable and marginalized, and reflect God's character here on earth. Now together as a faith community this week and each day ahead, let's commit ourselves to following God's spirit to be the living and active change of God's hope and restoration and peace here in our community. I think we all need that charge to be people of peace in this time of great, great division. Now people of peace, that doesn't mean we stand neutral on really important things. That means that we embody God's love, humility, and grace with those we interact with. I think an important prayer for us to close our service today is what's commonly known as the peace prayer. And we will put it below in our comment section and you can follow along and pray aloud with me. Let's pray together. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that I might not so much seek to be consoled as to console to be understood as to understand to be loved as to love for it is in giving that we receive and it's in pardoning that we're pardoned and it is in dying that we are born into eternal life amen now i invite you all to just pass this message of the peace of christ in the comment section you can simply share God's peace be with you this week. We're thankful for this community that God is bringing together. May God's peace be with you wherever he may send you this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Remember to turn on your notifications to be the first to listen to future episodes. Also, be sure to like and share this podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are relying upon the benevolent gifts of donors to continue our ministry in an urban setting. So if you are compelled to give, please give a gift at donorbox.org backslash WHCC. Hey, thank you and be blessed.